Welcome to American Influencer Real Talk. I'm Christopher Krellen, CEO of the American Influencer Association. Today, we have influencer, content creator, and author, Lisa Schwartz. Lisa talks about the early days of YouTube and her book called 30 Life Crisis, Navigating My 30s One Drunk Baby Shower at a Time. And now, here's your host, Josh Skinner. Hi, it's Josh Skinner, and welcome to this edition of American Influencer Real Talk. You're in for a special interview with the one and only Lisa Schwartz. Hey, Lisa. Oh, hey. Thank you so much for having me. I am honored. Well, it's great to have you on the show. You know, Lisa, you've been doing this for quite some time. You've been an influencer. What was the moment that you thought, I'm really an influencer here? Um, gosh, I remember like way back in the day, YouTube was holding a contest and it was called The Next Up. And it was like, if you submit your videos, you could be like the next YouTube sort of star. And 25 of us were picked and we won like, I think it was like $20,000. So it was something insane. And they flew us to New York and we had to make content for a week with other content creators. And that's when I was like, oh my God, this is a real thing that I'm doing. And I guess this is my life now. So I definitely think that was kind of the turning point for me in terms of going from a hobby to a full career. Wow. Well, what is it like trying to sustain millions of followers? It's terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) It's a rat race, man. It feels like I'm on a hamster wheel constantly. Just like you kind of can't get off. Once you start, you just kind of go, go, go. I did take like six months off um, a couple years ago and it was such a relief, but I also truly missed doing it. And, uh, ever since then, I feel like I'm slowly climbing back again, just proving the point that like, once you're on that hamster wheel, it benefits you to kind of keep pushing. So yeah, it's a, it's a race every day. Let's talk about your first book, 30 life crisis, navigating my thirties, one drunk baby shower at a time. What was that like? Um, It was a really long but kind of cathartic experience. I had waited. I had been asked. There was a period of time when a bunch of influencers were putting out books. It was kind of the trend, and publishers were sort of seeking it out. And I had been asked at that time to write something, and I just wasn't ready. I didn't really feel like I had a point of view or anything like relevant to say that hadn't already been said. And then I entered and the stories and experiences started rolling in and that's when I knew like oh now I'm ready to like this and it was a good long process I want to say it took about a year and a half to from start to completion um but it was awesome and I'm so very proud of it I love it a lot let's talk about your YouTube channel you have over two million followers and what are some of your favorite videos that you've released You know, since I've been doing this for so long, the channel has continued to change in terms of what kind of content I'm putting out. When I first started, it was all comedy sketches and character-based stuff, and then it turned into more like daily vlogging, and then it turned into really big productions like music videos and parodies. Those are some of my favorite. Um, I'm just so proud of them, the work that went into it. But now I'm really enjoying where I'm at, which is just kind of doing like daily lifestyle, relatable, very raw and honest of my life. 
And people seem to be responding really well to that. And I think that my age group and my generation need more of that. Right now, the world's being taken over by the younger generation and the hype houses of the world. And so I feel like I'm trying to like cultivate this corner of YouTube and kind of keep the old school game strong. You know, a lot of people want to be influential as an influencer. How do you think you've been influential? Hmm. You know, it's so funny. The word influencer wasn't even around when I started. So I don't even know if I like totally identify with that. Um, But I hope like that I'm making a difference in somebody's life. And I feel like I read the comments and there's always one or two that strike me. Um, as someone who I moved, inspired, or motivated in one way or another. And if that's all it is, then I'm happy to be that person for that person. I think that's just what the world needs right now is a little bit more kindness and motivation and positivity. And I guess that's where my place in all of this is, or at least I hope it is. Oh, I'm so glad you touched upon kindness. Often in these interviews, I ask our influencers, What does kindness mean to you? So let's ask you that. What does kindness mean to you, Lisa? Kindness is acceptance and understanding that not everyone's exactly the same. um, And people approach things differently and have different point of views. um, And you might not always agree with them, but kindness comes from accepting that that's where they are in their point of view or in their life right now. And if they're not hurting anyone, then um, you know, accepting them for who they are and what they believe is um, all we can do. And I think that's kindness. That's beautiful. What tips would you have for people out there that would like to be influencers? Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. Um, I, you know, uh, think long and hard before you put yourself out there. Whatever goes on the internet stays on the internet. Even if you try to bury it, it's there. So be very mindful um, when posting. I mean, you should always be mindful when you're on the internet in general. Um, But if you're going to put yourself out there on a platform, make sure you're very careful with what you choose to put out, what you choose to reveal. And also, I think um, ultimately what I've told, and I think ultimately what I've been telling people uh, who ask this question Make sure you like what you're doing. Make sure you aren't just trying to chase a trend. I've gone through periods where I was doing that and I was miserable. And the response from my audience was never good. It's like they can pick up on that. So if you're going to do something, make sure you're actually enjoying it and doing it because it brings you joy. And then it will bring other people joy. So just try to be authentic in what you're putting out and be mindful of how much you're sharing. I'm sure you can get a lot of haters if you share too much, right? Oh my God. Yeah. Or it becomes a safety issue too. Like you need to remember, like there are some crazy people out there and they have access to you. So the more you put out, the more access people have to you. And yes, the more haters have to like hold against you or twist and turn or take things out of context. So very important to be mindful of what you put out, how you put out, when you put out. Um, and make sure that your safety is number one. Lisa, I've done over 50 of these interviews and every influencer that I've interviewed has a different spin on how they deal with their haters. I was just wondering, what are some of your tips? 
No, I think it depends on the day, the time, where I am in my life, um, in terms of my confidence. A lot of times I'll just ignore. I think that's probably the best thing to do. I feel like a lot of these haters just want to stir up, you know, trouble and they want attention. So I feel like often just not giving it to them is probably the best way to handle it. Once in a while, if I'm feeling a little snappy, I'll respond. But oftentimes I respond with so much kindness or maybe sometimes it's not so kind, but I present it as overly nice. I guess that's passive aggressive. And most of the time, the people will back down, apologize, take down their comments. I think a lot of people just want to be seen. And, you know, just reminding yourself that these negative comments coming at you most of the time have nothing to actually do with you. It's just a projection of this person's insecurity or something that's going on in their own life or something that's being said to them. And for that, I just feel kind of sad for them. So kind of trying to keep that in mind and in perspective. How do you want your followers to be influential? Oh, we're circling it back to kindness. I think I even have this written in my description box of every video. It's like, I understand we're all going through such a hard time right now. So I'm just asking, not only are people kind to me in the comments, but kind to each other. Um, because that's a, you know, those mean comments don't just come at the influencer. They often are at each other within the comment section. So I just hope that I am spreading that idea that we need to be better to each other, to ourselves, and to our community. I love that. I absolutely love that. That's fantastic. Is there a defining moment that you were thinking, wow, this is going to be the rest of my life? <laughs> In a positive or negative way. <laughs> I'll let you run with it. Um, you know, there's been a few times where I've felt really attacked online for one reason or another and uh, felt a little bit hopeless. Um, but let's spin it positive because I think it's better for us to focus on that. Tell me about the time that you really, truly felt influential. I went on... When I had my book signing, we got to do it at the Grove here in Los Angeles, which is a huge honor and was kind of surreal. And to be able to meet the people behind the screen that I have either talked to over the years, or I just have seen their names pop up, or even people I didn't know um, show up and meet them in person and actually get to connect and hear their stories and hear why they connect with me or why they appreciate my content. That's when you're just like, Whoa, it's not just a numbers game. It's not just me at home behind my camera. It is a com actual community and there are people being affected by everything I do and say. And that's, um, such an honor and also so scary and all the feelings, but I think being able to put some faces to names and hear those stories in person was kind of that like it's aha Oprah moment for me. What's next for you? Well, I started doing uh, content Monday through Friday. I haven't done that in years. So I'm just like pumping out content 
so fun. And I'm also pitching a show based off of my book. So we're in development and we're out talking to networks and streamers. And I'm hoping that I'll be able to bring that to everyone who's been so loyal to me all these years. Well, thank you for being loyal to your fans as well. Aww, it takes a special person. Fun. Yeah. Thank you. Now, Lisa, if they want to follow your journey, where can our listeners go? Oh, yes. I would love for the listeners to come join me over on my channel, youtube.com backslash leasebug, L-I-S-B-U-G. I'm also on Instagram, Lisa Schwartz on Instagram, and that can kind of cue you in too when I put up videos. But I'm there on YouTube Monday through Friday. So come join me. Well, thank you so much for being on this episode of American Influencer Real Talk. Thanks for having me. I hope you were inspired by my interview with Lisa Schwartz. Remember, you can keep up with the latest episode of our podcast by visiting AIAawards.com and by subscribing to our show on your favorite podcast platform. Now, don't forget to follow us on social media at AIA Real Talk Podcast. That's AIA Real Talk Podcast. American Influencer Real Talk is produced by Christopher Krellen, Bethany Krellen, Josh Skinner, and it's edited by our friends at Lasting Media. Original music composed by at Joshua Hendricks Music. And now here's our CMO, Bethany Krellen. Thank you for listening to the American Influencer Real Talk. We hope you enjoyed. We are so passionate about all of you, our fans. We want you to be part of the AIA family. You can check out our beauty bundle, which supports our influencer community at AIAawards.com. Want to be a guest on the Real Talk? Send us a message on social. We can't wait to stay connected with you all and don't miss the next episode next week.